Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Test, Jeff. Test, 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 test. No, do your vocal warm-up. Pussy poppin', poppin' pussy. Test, test. That's my husband, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast, the one and only, the Italian stallion, big, big-time zaddy salami. That's what's up. You know him. You love him from the movie Dumb and Dumber and the hit Emmy award-winning show Newsroom, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Daniel. What up, gang, gang? You can't say that. That's not my catchphrase. My catchphrase is Gucci gang. Theo Vaughn's catchphrase is gang gang. Forgot the Gucci before the gang. Gucci gang. The cool thing is when you hear this, I will be doing Theo Vaughn's podcast this week. We're headed up to Nashville. He's a fellow comedian. I adore him. He's like the other podcast that I listen to religiously. It's called This Past Weekend with Theo Vaughn. So for people who also listen to him, you know the gang gangs from him. I've always said Gucci gang because I love a Gucci outlet in Italy. But anyways, not to be confused, I'm excited. I'm going on his podcast this week. So a little work trip, very exciting. Uh, Jeff, Daddy, and I are going to get out of town and finally have a moment to ourselves. Okay, we have a lot to discuss. Y'all have been begging for Jeff to come back on the podcast. You kind of want to hear about what it's been like in our transition from, I guess, you know, a race to the courthouse to COVID to you moving down from New York and all of those things. So I don't even know where to begin, honey. It's been a lot to absorb in a short amount of time. And I'm proud to say my sanity is still here. It's hanging on by a thread, but I still have it. I did start crying today. I'm very hormonal. We had a meeting with our like egg freezing fertility doctor and I have to get up off birth control in order to like freeze my eggs. If not, they were going to like put me on fucking human growth hormone and I'm not about that life. So I was like, whatever, I'm done with my pack. I'll stop. But you are trying to make it to the games. I am trying to, so, which, which games? They, the CrossFit games? The CrossFit games, the Olympic games. I am. There's a lot of games that I'm trying to get to because I'm not good at sports, but I want to cheer on other people who are. I can feel the period from hell coming. Like if I didn't already get the period from hell during COVID, I'm getting it now. So today, Jeff decided it's Valentine's Day. Okay. Jeff was just sitting in the kitchen eating crumbles off our block of Parmesan cheese, that big parm wheel that we got as a gift. And he was eating a slice of bacon. And then he was like, babe, baby, uh, let's put get the air fryer out so we can make some wings. And I just started to cry over the sink. I'm not even pregnant yet. I'm not even like trying to freeze my eggs yet. I'm just not on my regular birth control. I'm like four days off. And I started to weep over the sink. And I, what did I do, Jeff? I ran out into the porch and just started crying. 
And I just looked at a rigatoni and I go, I have no idea what just happened. Your mother's emotion. And you came out on the porch and I was like, I just, why are you going to eat a pound of wings and bacon and cheese by yourself? It's Valentine's Day. And did I get a gift? You have a gift coming. Because I guilted you this morning. No. Okay, Jack. I have a very romantic national trip planned. And I whispered in your ear when you were crying on my shoulder that if you can just hang in there mentally for another 36 hours, you're going to love it. Yeah, well, honestly, it's if been you, a lot. It's if, been a lot at our I house. If I don't have to commit you within the next 36 hours, you're going to have a very good time in Nashville. I can, I can promise you. I've had a full psychotic break this week. And I'm not even saying that like in a very like, whatever, I, I legit have. I've been crying in the closet. I've been crying in the shower. We don't even have a hot shower right now. Our hot water went out because of the gas. This whole house could have blown or could blow emotionally, physically, spiritually, and mentally at any fucking moment. Jeff, explain to everybody what happened with the fucking gas leak in a, in terms that- I don't think I don't think they're in, very interested in the gas leak. Can you make it interesting? Can you just say, hey, we had a problem and then good thing we found the problem? That's how I would go into it. Very good thing we found the problem. We got a house generator installed on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. I, knew, I, know, I know what you were setting up. <laughs> I've seen this show enough to know that what you're saying. Hold on. Let me back this up. Jeff comes down here like, you know, months ago when we, we when we bugged out, if you will. And just like, I can't believe you don't have a generator. I'm like, we don't have a generator, honey. We live in Georgia. Like, okay. But then our power went out. Georgia, where there's terrible, terrible thunderstorms and tornado warnings all the time. You don't have a generator. Okay. But your family had a generator at your family home in New York because you have fucking snowstorms all the time. We don't have that. No, you just have these things called tornadoes. Well, guess what? If a fucking twister comes through, it's going to take your generator with it. That thing's not bolted into the ground. So that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. All right. Maybe tornadoes wasn't the best example, but there are tornadoes down here. It's more for the thunderstorms. Okay, whatever. So then we lose power, what, like four months ago? And literally... All of Atlanta's without power for like four no, days. No, no, no. Let's, let, let's, let's rewind it a little bit. Robin literally like a week before we lost power, she goes, oh, we're getting a generator? Aren't they really expensive? And I'm like, yeah, Robin, don't worry about it. But you know, like you're going to like it and enjoy it when we actually need to use it. And she's just like, power never goes out here. <laughs> literally, the power goes out. Kiss she calls me the next day. She goes, Jeff, when's the generator coming? We lost power. So anyways, they come to drill for the fucking generator on Friday. I have a two-hour tech rehearsal for this charity event that I'm doing with Whole Foods, which is really great. You guys have to realize I am running a full-time fucking production company out of my house right now, all right? We got the podcast going. I'm writing for my own show. I'm doing all these like comedy events, trying to, you know, raise money for good causes, yada, yada, yada. The guy comes in and he's like, I got to cut the power for four hours. I'm like, hey, brah, not going to fucking happen. So Jeff like flex his little sausage and is like, bang, bang, like telling these guys, go fuck yourself. You didn't tell me you had to cut no, the power. No, you're making me out to be a bad guy. But I did. No, get, I was a bad guy. I did get a little aggressive because the owner of the company tried to flex his dick on me. <laughs> and I wasn't having any of it because that son of a bitch canceled on me twice already. I uh -huh. was very polite. I respected his you know, reasons for why he had to cancel. Mm. But as soon as I told him you needed an hour to leave the power on. Truly. And they needed to start an hour later than they anticipated. He threw a fucking hissy fit and threatened to pull off the job. So I told him to suck my dick. And uh, we had to, you know, just 
we got into a little verbal shouting match, but. So it's been stress city. So then these guys who get basically kicked off the job because they're being assholes. I I think they purposely cut the power they, to the hot water. No, 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 no. The gas, whoever installed the gas line, it got corroded and it was rusted out. So they couldn't have possibly done that in the three hours that they were here. Okay, but I find it interesting that they find the leak and then all of a sudden we don't have any power, oh, hot water. No, they found the leak and we had to shut the valve because there was a leak. You can't just like gas leak continuously. I, I get that. So you can have a hot shower. We, we can't endanger our neighbors and the rest of the neighborhood, including ourselves, by letting the gas leak. Just but how so you long has the gas shower? been leaking? At this point, can I get one quick rinse in? Give me five and a loofah. I just need to cleanse my body. Basically, no one in my house right now has showered for three days. We've done a cold body rinse. The hair is so much dry shampoo, it is thick and crusty. Jeff has been in the same fucking gym shorts for, I told you, the last whoa, three weeks. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I took a cold shower last night. Don't you throw me under the bus. Just because that sexy holiday is over, and I'm talking about St. Patrick's Day. I'm kidding. Obviously, Valentine's Day. Here's the deal, though. Uh, one of my favorite companies, Woo More Play, they've been a sponsor of the podcast forever because they're just a great company. They make beautiful, wonderful, really fun, safe, sexy toys and lubes and all that good stuff. And here's the top thing. Most of it's edible, which you know. Your girl gets her blood sugar. A little spike, a dippity do when I'm getting freaky. Right now, they have Hints by Woo. It's a massage candle. You light it, wait a second, blow it, and pour it on someone. Its Santal-scented aroma sets the mood. And its key ingredients are shea butter, coconut oil, and jojoba oil. And it doesn't get too hot, so it's the perfect for a little safe bedroom play. Candle foreplay is a thing, but if it's not your thing, it's still a really great fucking candle. So I would just put it in your room. You know how expensive the Santal sandals Sandals. Now, the Santal scented candles are, I'm getting a sexy lisp over here. Well, don't worry. Woo's got you. They got the scent, but you don't have the price. Here's the thing. Right now, they have two fabulous little boxes, little bundle boxes. They have a date night, which is one massage candle, one love oil, and one freshie. Then they have the number two, which is called the come together. It's one massage candle, one love oil, and one vibes. Here's the deal. All you got to do is go over to Woo More Play and use code absolutely for 20% off your order. Again, that is Woo More Play for 20% off your order. I've been talking about this product forever. I've been talking about these people forever. They're just making great stuff. So, hey, find a neighbor. Find somebody at the end of your block who's just got a good attitude and a little sparkle in their eyes. See if it's consensual. And, hey, get that candle. Woo More Play. Again, go to WooMorePlay.com and use code absolutely for 20% off. Okay, first of all, I don't even know how to describe these underwear except something my own father wouldn't have worn. They were like baby duty diaper underwear. They're Ralph Lauren, but they're two sizes too big. He had one nut hanging out of the side of one of these underwear. And they're not like boxer briefs. What do you call those? For the gentlemen who are listening to this podcast you right guys, now, maybe. with their significant others, okay, you all know as I do that you have certain underwear that you wear when you work out and you have other underwear for other occasions. So, But these, here's these, the problem. These Jeff. were the underwear that you wear with compression shorts when you go to like the gym or you go do stuff. You know, you don't want to wear boxers in those situations because they tend to. Jeff, no, you don't up. wear boxers. This is what's so frustrating. You don't wear boxers, honey. Boxers are what Boxer people wore. Briefs, sorry, okay, kill me. But you keep saying boxers. We were out the other night with friends, and we were. They were like, "You wear boxers," and you're like, "Yeah, I wear boxers." I'm like, "You don't fucking wear boxers. You wear boxer briefs." But the problem is, you're saying that these are just your gym underwear. You have only been wearing these underwear every fucking day at this house. Every time you take off your jeans, you're in these like, they're not even hugging your nuts. I don't even know what to call them except the fact that you got a loose ball to the right 
And the one on the left's got a mind of its own. Sometimes you got to let the boys breathe, Heather. Sometimes you got to let the boys breathe. And I just go, I open the drawer in the morning, I grab whatever I grab, don't think twice about it, slop them on, and the day starts. You know what, ladies? Every woman who's listening to this right now is screaming in their car silently because, they're, no, they prob- they, they're screaming aloud, actually, because this is the bullshit. This is the divide between men and women. You just, I got up every day, put on whatever, don't care about whatever. No, 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 no. I care about the clothes that I wear. I'm saying between my- Do you? Because your outfit right now All right. is a fucking We've been in the comfort of our house. I'm talking about when we leave and go outside. But as far as intimates, meaning socks and underwear, yeah, whatever I grab out of the drawer is what I'm wearing to that, that day. It's just bullshit. It's the standards between men and women. Jeff, if I put on- was like getting undressed one night and I was taking off my little jeans and I had on the underwear that you've been fucking rocking for the last week and a half. You would scream, just throw, you don't, you don't even wear a ring right now. You would just scream annulment and just run down the fucking block. I don't want to hear it. I need you to step your panty game up. Uh, I did. You shamed me publicly on the internet and we did a underwear purge last night. <laughs> we did. And you were very proud when we went to go brush our teeth at the end of the night and you saw a stack of those underwear in the bathroom trash bin. Yeah, I am proud of that. Listen, guys, it's the small wins in marriage. But I just need you to know, if you didn't think I was at rock bottom last week, we're at double rock bottom this week, no hot water. We got gas leaking through our fucking house. Jeff and I haven't really showered. We have no plans for Valentine's Day. Jeff just made wings in the air fryer. We have plans for Valentine's Day. They're just going to happen 36 hours in the future. Jeff knows my love language is not gifts, but I think, I really genuinely think when I'm hormonal to I'm very, very bitter because we're probably going to have to cancel our wedding for the 600th time. We had a meeting last week about freezing our eggs, our chances of having children. I just feel like we're getting dumped on a little bit. How do you feel? Jeff, how did you feel after we had our first consultation with the, the fertility doctor? There were a lot of numbers thrown around. <laughs> we could not compute. It was so confusing. The law of averages was explained multiple times. And we both kind of looked at each other and goes, huh? Yeah, we couldn't figure it out. He just, and then we asked. I got, I got insulted yeah, where, where the doctor basically said that because I'm a twin, I was a birth defect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sorry, I was drinking for water. For all the other twins out there, we are not birth defects. But according to the doctor that we were speaking with, they consider twins birth defects in the sense that Pregnancies become more complicated when you have twins. It was so confusing. Or have the ability to become more complicated. He was like, in order to have one kid, I need 17 eggs. In order to have two kids, I need like 11 and a half. It was so many fucking numbers. Listen, y'all know. I I felt like we were watching like the five o'clock lotto. He just started shouting out numbers and like we're checking the Uh, Nobody can hear you when you take the mic away from your mouth, babe. Nobody can hear you. So say the last little bit because we all lost it. This is what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we're dealing with. Heather's been like this for... The past 72 hours since the water went out. So here we are. I'm really one of those people who's good on birth control. Like I, I thrive. It just keeps me sane. It keeps me normal. I don't need like when people are like, I got on birth control and I, you know, mowed down a school bus full of kids. I do well with it. I really do. And so for me, I'm only five days off and I'm losing my mind. Now, let me just also reiterate, we are not actively trying to have a child because, you know, I'm about two years behind on my career. So we're trying to maybe freeze our eggs. The good news is that the doctor said, listen, you could have gotten this like very low blood fertility number. So what we're going to do is we're going to get you off the pill for 
you know, a couple of days. I'm going to bring you into my office and I'm going to do a, what was it? A basal follicle, basal test. All I equated when he said that was basal Hayden yeah. with the whiskey. So yeah. it's definitely basal something, but I think it's like basal metabolic. I don't Something know. with weight. Something like that. <laughs> I, uh, They're going to be like, you too chunky to have a baby. That's what's up. They're basically going to go in, do an ultrasound and see if I, how many eggs I actually physically have. And he was like, listen, if you got a decent amount of eggs and these numbers were just, you know, looked smaller because you're on the pill and it suppressed your egg count, then listen, then you don't have to freeze your eggs. And then you guys can try on your own. But we're going to see what happens. He's like, but most likely it's probably still a low number and you're going to have to do the shots and everything as soon as possible, which all of my girlfriends who frozen their eggs have said it's an emotional roller coaster. I'm already on an emotional roller coaster with work. I'm spread thin. Just everything right now, post COVID, I feel very spread thin. I'm here for you. Are you? I am. Now, how do you feel about jizzing in a cup? Football season is over. So I, oh, you have all my attention. Yeah, but golf is gearing up. We're in golf season. It's almost the masters. We're anxiously counting down the days. So I don't know how there for you you are for me. I am 100% committed to being here to, to take your abuse when you're on these <laughs> mood swings. Y'all know my jam right now is that Olipop, which is a new kind of soda. Here's the deal. It tastes like the sodas I grew up with, but unlike that are full of sugar. Olipop is made with amazing natural ingredients that are actually good for you. They have delicious nostalgic flavors like vintage cola, uh, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, and strawberry vanilla. My jam is anything with vanilla. I like the cherry vanilla and strawberry vanilla. It is so good. Here's the deal. They use functional ingredients to combine the benefits of prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanicals to support your microbiome and benefit digestive health. 90% of Americans consume more than the USDA's recommended added sugar intake. Sweet beverages like soda are the leading source of added sugars. But Olipop is much, much lower in sugar than conventional sodas with only two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. Hey, and their vintage cola has just two grams of sugar that is compared to the regular Coca-Cola, which is 39 grams of sugar. That's insane. That's literally so much sugar. All their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, keto-friendly with less than eight grams net carbs per can. So they're so confident that you'll love their products. They offer a 100% money back guarantee for orders placed through their website. We've worked out an exclusive deal for Absolutely Not Podcast listeners. Receive 20% off plus free shipping on their best-selling variety pack. This is a great way to try all of their delicious flavors. Go to drinkolipop.com slash absolutely or use code absolutely at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash absolutely. This discount is only valid for their variety pack. Olipop can also be found at over 3,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger, Wegmans, and Air one. Now back to the podcast, honey, but you know me so well. We've been together. What? This is our 11 years together. I'm a little bitter. I'm a little bitter. We had our 11 year anniversary on February 4th. You forgot. It's fine, but you forgot. I did not forget. Yes, I thought did. we were going to start using the, the December 21st date. I can't keep track of all the dates that we have anymore. We have February 4th. We have December 21st. And then we have whatever day we're going to have in Italy. So you have to pick one of them and say, Hey, this is going to be our anniversary. We've been fucked so many times, not in the good way with dates. Why can't we have all of these anniversaries? I figured that since February 4th was our dating anniversary, you would just start, we would just kind of flip over to December 21st because that's technically our Jeff, marriage anniversary. No, 
I'll tell you why that's not going to be our like perfect marriage anniversary. It's a day after your dad's birthday and it's two days before my fucking dad died. So I don't want to constantly be reminded. And we only did it on that date because our we had to get it done we by the end of the year. the Turks the next day. Yeah. You know? So I don't want to hear, like to me, that's not exactly romance. Heather, you can pick whatever day of the year you want to use as our anniversary. You just have to let me know. That's fine. I will let you know. But we just haven't done anything. I'm bitter. I'm angry. Now that I'm post-COVID, I'm like, we haven't done fucking shit to celebrate our love, which I know is really just about us. Have we been to dinner with any fucking friends? Nope. Why? Because we all got fucking COVID. Have we been able to even have an engagement party? No. Listen, I understand that I sound like the most baby back bitch bride, bridezilla, cuntosaurus rex. I get it. But I'm just in a mood right now. Everything that I wanted to do to celebrate, have anything about me has been fucking thrown out. And now they're like, good luck. Maybe you can have, you know, a party or a dinner or anything. If you go to dinner with two people, you're fucking shamed. If you go to dinner with seven people, well, then you might as well set everybody on fire. (sighs) I'm sorry. I'm Mama's (laughs) on one. I just want to feel celebrated. I celebrate you Every day. My birthday's fucking coming up. And you know what? It's going to be another year that we can't do jack shit. You just stroke out on me? A little bit. I got fucking COVID toes, which means my toes are always ice cold and itchy from COVID. And I did everything I could to avoid it. You know what? I swear to God, now that like, you know, whatever. I've got the antibodies and maybe I can go do some safe traveling. If one fucking person's like, why are you traveling? I'll just, I'll lose it. I'll lose it. Get the back of these hands. God, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. It's just been stressful. You know what it is? If I just took a hot shower right now, (laughs) I'd really calm down. Really just maybe run a bubble bath and get a glass of wine and just take some me time. I need some me time. I feel like I'm on doggy duty, doggy duty, duty all day long. The dogs are wearing me thin. Riggs is getting fixed this week. Thank God. You know, that thing was postponed. Thank God. He honestly has a sixth sense because he has now, we have canceled him getting neutered. Like three times. Three times. Mm -hmm. It's like this little son of a bitch knows that Mm -hmm. he's about to lose his nuts. Yep. And it's like, what can I throw in a wrench into these plans so I can hang on to these babies a little longer? Exactly. He looked me dead in my eyes when he had highs and he was like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Bet you didn't think I would eat something I'd be allergic to, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You thought you were going to take my nuts, a bitch. And it's like, damn it, Riggs. Oh, God. I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't mean to come in this hot. Listen, I know y'all wanted to talk to Jeff and I'm just over here being a real pain in the ass. Jeff, tell me three things you like about me and I'll tell you three things I like about you. And we'll turn this on the positive gravy train. You always keep me on my toes. I love waking up next to you in the morning. I love that. Okay. And you are very, very thoughtful and a very good mother to our son, Regatoni. Oh, I love that. Okay. You're really good at like fixing things. Like you, like you're good at that. You know what I mean? I take pride in it. Yeah. Thank you. You have the most beautiful eyebrows of any man I've ever seen in my life. I've been working on them since I was 13. And you have the greatest, cutest little sense of humor. You do, but like we giggle. Like when we lay in bed, we giggle. Giggling is our favorite thing. Our favorite thing in the world. So I think a lot of people want to hear, you know, a brief synopsis of what happened when when we got married. Let's go back to like kind of our marriage journey. I still get messages all the time from brides who are like, hey, I just got engaged. What is your advice? And I'm like, 
don't plan a wedding for this year. Good luck. Don't I don't know go what to, to tell the you. North Fulton Annex and try and get the probate court to give you any documents whatsoever. Also, don't do that. Now, listen, I will say it does feel different to me that we're legally married. It really does. I feel more in love with you than ever, even though we we went about it in a very like shitty, rushed way. It's cool to say you're my husband. How do you feel about it, Jeff? We looked at each other literally that night after doing it, and we couldn't exactly explain it, but there was something about it that it felt different. It did. It did. It felt different. And if you you tuned in during our journey of that whole day, we thought we knew what we were doing. I mean, fuck, my sister's an attorney and a former prosecutor. She's worked down in Fulton County forever. We thought we had a game plan. We had a judge on standby. Yeah, we really thought the Ashley McMahon name would have a lot more pull than it did. <laughs> did not. That woman at the North Fulton Annex did not give a shit. She was like, who, the Georgia law lady? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, we closed. I've got a great alternative to those sugary coffee drinks, that bullshit that Starbucks tries to throw on you like a Frappuccino. No, no, no. I've got the best thing for you, and it's super coffee. It's a healthy, made-to-power-your-entire-day-with-its-unique combination of caffeine, healthy fats, and protein that provides that satiated, jitter-free energy with no crash. You know a Starbucks Frappuccino has 52 grams of sugar and 370 calories? That's like starting your day with a damn Whopper. Like, what are we doing here? Super Coffee is just as delicious and contains zero grams of sugar, 10 grams of protein. Y'all, it makes such a difference when you have protein to start your day and only 80 calories per bottle. It's keto-friendly, lactose-free, and gluten-free. Super Coffee's bestseller is their bottled coffees. I love the vanilla. It's friggin' amazing. Their vanilla is just my jam. I'm a vanilla girl. Tastes very clean and it's just like, it's great. You know, you can, you know, when you taste a drink and you're like, this has so much artificial shit and sweetener in it. Super coffee is just a clean, smooth, delicious drink. And I love that it has 10 grams of protein. It makes such a huge difference. Here's the deal. Super coffee has a 60 day money back guarantee. Meaning if you don't love it, you get your money back. No questions asked. We've worked out an exclusive deal for absolutely not podcast listeners. Receive 25% off your entire first purchase. I recommend one of their best-selling variety packs or bundles. That way you can taste all the flavors. This is a great way to try all their delicious flavors. And to claim this deal, go to drinksupercoffee.com slash absolutely or use code absolutely at checkout. That super coffee is also available nationwide in over 25,000 stores like Target, Whole Foods, Walmart, Kroger, and CVS. Again, supercoffee.com slash absolutely. So Jeff and I get all dolled up. Mind you, he had just flown in that morning at what, like 6 a.m.? I was on the first Delta flight out of LaGuardia that morning because I just wanted as much time as possible because what's that? What is it called? Something, something law? Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Where what can go wrong will go wrong. Mm -hmm. And usually that applies to any time you have to go get anything done legally or at a courthouse or... Yeah, or or DMV or a post office or anything like that. Anything that could go wrong with Jeff and I just kind of goes wrong. So tell them how the day started, honey. The day started promptly at 4 a.m. I woke up, dragged my ass to LaGuardia, got on the Delta flight. God bless you, Delta. We love you. You're we love you. Um, thanks for always taking care of us. Landed in beautiful Atlanta and rushed my ass right up to the house to get changed, take a shower, and... Uh, watch Heather put on her face so we can go get married. So we go to this place. It's not like the downtown courthouse. It's called the North Fulton Annex, which is because closer to Because we thought it would be more convenient than going downtown, and it's closer to the house. We go there with one of our other buddies who's a notary and my sister's best friend, and he's an attorney, Will. We walk in, and the ladies are like, it's 11 a.m. She's like, not today. We wrap, we're done for the day. We're done. And we're like, huh? And I looked at her, and I go, ma'am, 
Um, it says on the door you guys are open until 5 p.m. And she goes, that's right. And I was like, okay, it's 11 a.m. and there's three people in this office. So can you tell me what's going on? I think she just broke up with her boyfriend and was like, fuck love. I don't want to deal with it. You could tell she was ready to do gun permits. She was very anxious to do gun permits and did not give a fuck about love. She had her mindset on one thing. Yeah. And she's like, fuck everybody else today. Fuck everybody else who was trying to get married. So then we had to go down to Fulton County Court, like downtown. So I want you to imagine you're like, you know, downtown New York, downtown LA. It's a shit show. We're walking in and I'm dressed like a actual hooker. Okay. I have on this sequin cheetah print dress. Shout out to show me your moo These knee high boots. Cause I'm just imagining like, all right, if we're going to do this, I still have the outfit. Like I'm ready to go. I didn't realize we were then going to have to wait in line for, we were there for essentially what? Five hours. Well, you missed the part with the frantic young woman who ran into us in the street. Oh, she could see the fear in our eyes and a little bit of probably naivety. Yeah. You know? So there, there's construction going on at the main courthouse next to the Capitol in Atlanta. Beautiful courthouse. They're doing a little bit of construction. And this woman saw me and Heather walking around basically the entire exterior of the courthouse trying to find the door that would let us in. Um, they closed the traditional entrance and she just saw us and she immediately took pity, took on, us. pity on us. She basically looked at us and goes, uh, you here to get married? And we were like, yes. She's like, okay, well, first of all, this is the door. And she pointed it out to us. And then she basically looked us dead in the eyes and said, run as fast as you can away from this place because you will never get this done today. So we get up there. We're like, the line's crazy. It's fine. Now, mind you, we hadn't eaten all day because we thought we were going to pop into the Norfolk Annex, get our license, go for a beautiful lunch at this great spot by us. And then we would meet up later with our buddy who's a judge who could legally do the ceremony for us. We did not realize we were going to be trapped in the Fulton County Courthouse for the next like six and a half hours. It was insane. I got to a point where my blood sugar was so low. I just found Altoids at the bottom of my purse and I ate 16 and a half Altoids. And Jeff's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was crushing them up almost like cocaine because I was like, I just need calories. Okay, first of all, if you're in a courthouse, I don't even care if you're there for like DUI court. There needs to be some sort of vending machine. I would have taken eight-month-old Lay's With potato chips. the way that cities love to make money, having concessions... Mm-hmm. At a courthouse would be the perfect no place to have them. You step out of your DUI case, you know, before you're about to go to jail, you get your last good meal. Right. You know, what? even if it's like the airport and they charge you like $50 for some chicken tenders, like you'd pay it. If I could have gone downstairs and gotten some hot tindies with some honey mustard, I would have sat my happy ass there in that damn licensing office all fucking day. I just needed some tindies. Yeah. I mean, what is it? What does a bride got to do to get some fucking tindies? A little sustenance goes a long way. So finally, we get out there, and this sweet guy, Maurice, the cashier, if you will. Dealing with everybody else in this place was, was a, a hot dumpster fire. was a hot dumpster fire, but sweet, sweet Maurice, if you are listening to this. We love you. We love you, and you are really doing God's work at mm-hmm. the cashier portion of the Faulty County Probate Court. Yeah. He turned to us, and he's like, y'all are married. It's a beautiful thing. I've been married to my wife for 35 years. Now, mind- 30, 35 years myself, it's a blessing. Let me tell you, it's a blessing. He kept saying it's a blessing. Now, mind you, our blood sugar is both so low. We have been fighting this entire day because we fucking filled out the forms wrong. It was a whole Everybody fucking thing. else in this office basically laughed at us and told us to go fuck ourselves. And Maurice was the first mm-hmm. kind, gentle soul that we ran into all day long. He's like, you got $60 cash. We're like, hell yeah, we do. And Maurice was like, go with God. He's over there. He's saying, God bless you too. Mm-hmm. You have a whole lifetime ahead of you. I'm really happy for you guys. Congratulations. This is a blessing. Stay blessed. I hope you two have a very, very happy, meaningful, bountiful life. And we look at Maurice and we're like, thank, thank you, you, Maurice. 
Thank you. Finally, somebody with a little bit of fucking compassion. Thank you. Maurice, if you hear this, we love you so much. You're truly like brightening people's days. And mind you, wait, wait, wait. So that happened the first time. When we got back from the Turks, I had to go. So we didn't get to return the marriage license. Right. Because we had to leave the next morning. So I returned. I had to go back to the same office two weeks later and return mm-hmm. the marriage license. And sweet, sweet Maurice yes. saw me again and he recognized me and he said, brother, how's it been the first two weeks? He goes, it's magical, right? And we go to like a five minute conversation. I love it. And I'm just sitting there and I'm going this, you know, I really appreciate when somebody genuinely loves their job. Yeah. I mean, but he also didn't have to do with like assholes who like misspelled their mother's main name wrong and shit like that. Like that's 90% of the licensing is just so technical. And so Maurice is just collecting cash and he just, but Jeff came out and I, of course, had to wait for like two hours in the car for him to drop off this and get this thing stamped or whatever. And he comes out and he's like, you know what? Maurice still has our back. I was like, we love you, Maurice. Still there blessing people on the daily. God bless you, Maurice. And you know what? It's been a wake up call for me now that we're bringing the story around is that I need to just change my attitude. I need to get back to being funny and having a pep in my step. I've been real negative since the Corvids. This is a wake up call. You know what, Maurice? Thank you for, you know, being in our lives and having this story in this moment come full circle for me. I got to change my attitude. I'd really do. I'm just in a funk. I'm in a real fucking funk. I could say I need to change my attitude, but I can't promise that anything's <laughs> going to happen. I'm going to be more mindful of my attitude. Let's put it that way. Can I be honest with you? There's so many things I love about you, but a couple of things I don't like about you. It's you've just been very Italian hot-headed recently. Is really finding a lot of things to bitch about in a very Tony Soprano way. But it's like annoying. Like he literally just, you know, we've had some construction things happening and and a light went out the other day. It's like, oh my God, the freaking light. I'm going to find this guy. Take out his organs, stick them in the mailbox in front of his mother's house and light it on fire. Defending myself, these are all minor things that are happening around our house. And yes, A, it's part of being a homeowner, but B, they're very simple things that if the contractors knew what they were doing, they wouldn't be problems in the first place. So I have a thing that I've been saying to Heather for the past like two weeks ago. Everything in this house is done 90%, which drives me absolutely insane. Okay, well, you weren't here, Jeff, for the original construction. You were back in New York, slinging your dick around on Wall Street, doing whatever the hell you do. So now you got the audacity to come back and bitch about the, the freaking lights. A little bit of a shtick, but it's also just truly who he is inside, where he likes to like, like bitch or complain. But it was like, you threaten the generator guys, then you threaten the electricians, but nobody's here. No, 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 no. I didn't threaten anybody. I said that they clearly me, didn't did. know what they were doing and we're going to get them back here to actually finish the job, which they should have done the first time. But you puff your chest around the house. Like it could be like a doorknob. You're like, oh my God, the freaking doorknob's upside down. Oh, I'm going to, I swear to God. And then it puts me in a mood. I'm like, should I be hyphy? Should I have notices? And I'm just like, why is he bitching like Tony Soprano? No, you're like Uncle Paulie is who you like. Uncle Paulie. Me and Larry David have a lot in common. Absolutely. You are the Italian Larry David. You are absolutely 100% really, Larry really David. I really, relate to Larry David, who also <laughs> re- relates to George Costanza. Yeah. And that is by far my favorite Seinfeld character. So. Yeah. If you really, you've never heard a bitch and complain than when you've heard Jeff bitch and complain. It's on another level. It's the funniest shit, but also like you're kind of sad for him because you realize this is what brings it's them joy. It's part of being a New Yorker. Bitching and complaining is in our, is in our blood. It's, it's, they put it in the water. 
Yeah, but aren't there days where you're just like, you know what? Like, okay, I see the doorknob. You know what? Let me, this guy, what an asshole. And then you keep going. You stomp around the house. You're like, oh, and you have full-blown conversations. You're like, oh my God. Oh, don't, don't you, don't you tell Screaming. me. Don't you tell me about talking to myself. You walk around the house and talk to yourself all day long and I'm genuinely afraid for your mental well-being. Okay, no, first of all, I absolutely talk to myself. I have conversations with myself. Like I'll be like, okay, I'll be in the kitchen. You know what I'm going to do? Oh, I know what I'm going to make right now. I'm going to make a turkey panini. Okay, what do I want? I want that mustard. I want those pickles. Like I'm hyping myself Mind you, up. She's doing this in front of the refrigerator. She's not talking to anybody but herself. Y'all know I almost destroyed my hair when I tried to dye pink last week. I mean, I was just living on the edge, but I wish I would have had Function of Beauty's expertise at my fingertips and I probably wouldn't mess up my hair. Here's the deal. Function of Beauty is a world's leader in customizable beauty offering precise formulations for your hair specific needs. Here's how you get started. First, take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type and your hair goals, such as length, volume, and oil control. And listen, because your hair changes with each season and and, and you can change your personal hair goals before every shipment. Next, choose your color and fragrance or go fragrance and dye free. Then Functions team determines the perfect blend of ingredients, bottles your formula, and delivers it right to you. There are over 54 trillion possible formulations and Function of Beauty has literally very, very real over 50,000 five-star reviews. That's a big deal. I mean, read it for yourself. Read the reviews. People are absolutely loving Function of Beauty because it offers complete personalized formulas for your body and skincare as well. So you can customize your beauty routine hair to toe. Never buy the stuff off the shelf ever again. You'll just be disappointed. So instead, go to functionofbeauty.com slash absolutely to take your quiz and save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of custom hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash absolutely to let them know we sent you and get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash absolutely. Now, back to the podcast. I had a roommate, Jenny, when I lived with her in LA. She'd be like, Heather, you would have full-blown conversations with yourself in the morning while you're doing your makeup. But it was like, ooh, let's hit it with the bronzer. Okay, now let's try some concealer. But it's just me like having a laugh. They're not angry conversations. I don't have fake arguments. I have like fake hype ups. So your conversations are more justified because you're not angry when you're doing them? Yeah, because I'm literally just talking out loud. I'm like, "Mm, do I want iced tea? Do I want an iced coffee? Everyone I've ever lived with has always said that I do this, but it's really just comes from a joyful, positive space. Maybe I'm joyful and positive when I get to bitch and moan (laughs) to myself under my breath all the time. Jeff. You were standing in the foyer the it other day. It makes me happy. And you threatened to break someone's kneecaps. That's not fucking normal. I don't even know who you're angry at. Very therapeutic. Then today we get the gallons of iced tea at Chick-fil-A. That's oh. what we love. Okay, <laughs> listen. The guy screwed up the entire order, okay? When Heather was doing her Whole Foods show last night, she said, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you take the dogs into the house? Why don't you go to Chick-fil-A, get some nuggets for them? Drive them around in the car. I'm it's such only, a good it's only gonna be 45 minutes. Yeah. Let's just get them out of the house so they don't make noise. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sure, no problem, boo. I got you. I'm gonna take them. I go, I pull up to the drive-thru Chick-fil-A line. Sweet, sweet young man. They're the best there. Chick-fil-A, we love you. Get to the drive-thru line. He says, Hey, how may I help you? I go, Can I get a thing of grilled nuggets? And can I get a un- gallon of unsweet tea and a gallon of sweet tea? Sure, no problem. Takes my credit card, blah, blah, blah. Get back. The grilled nuggets were supposed to be for the dogs. We did not get grilled nuggets. <laughs> so I ended up eating them and the dogs were just looking at me like, what the fuck, bro? No, I no. thought these were supposed to be for me. Jeff, no. You know what you told me you did? You said you sucked off the fried parts and then gave them I the did. meat inside. 
I did give him. I, I gave him a little bit. We split that. We went halfsies. <laughs> I go. So did you give him the nuggets? You go, wow, it was such an inconvenience. I had to suck off the fried part, you know, chew that off around. And then I gave listen, him the meat inside. Listen, everybody, such an inconvenience, everybody knows the calories don't count when you mean to do the right thing. So I tried to get grilled nuggets for the dogs. <laughs> they did not give me the right nuggets. I can't help the fact that I ended up having to eat them so our dogs don't die. Okay, Jeff. Regardless, though, they gave you instead of two unsweet iced tea gallons, you got two. No, no, no. no. So, oh so that was God. the first thing that they screwed Jeff, up. Nobody fucked. Okay, what? Then today we find out that they screwed up the, the iced teas too, and we got two sweet teas. So the entire order was wrong. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only person that listens to this podcast that gets furiously upset <laughs> when their Chick fil A order doesn't go right. But guess what? It can't just be me. As far as I'm concerned, the Chick fil A down our street is fabulous. Everybody who works there is so kind. The sweet, lovely gay man who checks me out, Keith, who's like, yes, queen. And I'm like, yes, honey. Like that, he is my jam. He brings me joy. We have conversations. We follow each other on Instagram. I haven't, I haven't met him yet. Oh I'm my sure, God. I'm sure he's lovely. Keith is the best. He's like tall and handsome and great. And we giggle. Anyways, they can do no wrong to me. Like that is our store. Those are our people. And they're so kind. Just wait till your order gets messed up. Okay, well, Jeff, what do you want me to do? All I'm saying is you- I don't want you to do anything. Just allow me to bitch and moan about it. But you you threatened to like break everyone's kneecaps today in the I kitchen. I have never threatened anybody You're at Chick-fil-A. Uh, don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> you literally, oh, that guy was too sweet. I ate for ice sweet. Then I had to shuck the fried part off with the damn nuggets. What am I going to do? And I was just standing in there. Neither of us have showered for four days. Jeff is touching raw meat. Because he's about to make wings for Valentine's Day. And I just put my head down in the sink. Literally put my head almost under the faucet. And I just started to weep today. And that's where we're at. That is <laughs> that's where we've come full circle today. I don't even know. It is what it is. Honey, I love you. It was just, I'm noticing. Some days things. I really question it. But he's sweet. He took care of us when we had COVID. Thank God Jeff did not get it. Praise be. You know, you came over. You rescued the dogs. I mean, you did what you could. We're just... It's just been stressful. It's been a stressful transition. Honey, let's say something positive. I don't even know if we gave the people what they wanted. I was like, when's Jeff coming on? How was your trip down from New York to Atlanta? Lovely. Down 95 and 85. Very scenic. Uh, stopped in Richmond. Saw my best friend and his wife. and uh, Your goddaughter. Beautiful goddaughter and our niece. And uh, we had a lovely little two days there, you know, hanging out at the crib. <laughs> but poor Jeff. This is when, like, we're at the peak of COVID and he calls and I'm like, Jeff! We're not going to make it. Like literally panicking because I was so fucking sick. And Jeff's like, fuck, I am finally moving down, making the pilgrimage to Atlanta. Like I've, I've gotten all the rest of my stuff from New York. My job is done. And you were coming into just a hotbed of infection. Yeah, it was very, very typical for us in the sense that like a wrench just got thrown in the road. And I'm already in Richmond, Virginia. And Heather's like, hang out for a couple of days. We've got the big C. Can I be honest with you, though? I think this is why... For us, we have such like a strong, normal relationship. We've been through so much. We've been through the loss of so much. We've been through my dad with cancer, us being long distance. We've been through a lot of loss and like you've lost people in your life. I feel like we've just kind of like hunkered down and we've been through such shit together. All the good parts are just like the gravy. You know what I mean? Right? And nobody, you gotta, no, no, no. no. <laughs> 
Jeff keeps putting the mic down, literally like between his legs to keep it warm. And then he's got a thought and I'm like, babe, no one can hear you. I'm still getting used to being a professional on the microphone, okay? You do this weekly. I I, I don't know. I just feel like we have not had a traditional relationship. It's been kind of- But that's why it's been great though. That is, that is. And at the end of the day, we don't hold grudges. That's the other thing. He gets mad or if we get like in a little like whatever- you know, he gets in the car and he drives to Chick-fil-A to suck the fried part off the nuggets for the dogs. <laughs> and then he'll be like, once he gets a little snack in him, vice versa, we're like, okay. And I would say, I am very good at saying I'm sorry. I will immediately admit guilt. I'll go, you know what, honey? You were right. I was rude. I am so sorry. That was rude. Or I'm so sorry. I was short with you. I am sorry. I'm a Pisces, always willing to say I'm sorry. You do. I remember like exes that always like never admit when they're wrong. What is it with people just not being able to be like, agree to disagree, whatever. I'm sorry you feel that way. I hate people who can't empathize. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, there's no no point in dragging something out that you can just, you know, it's stupid. It is stupid. Absolutely not. If you're holding on to a grudge, and actually there's somebody in my life right now who has been holding on a grudge for a real long time and I can't talk about it. But hey, sis, if you ever hear this, feel free to pick up the phone and call me because I've tried to reach out to you and that's on God, period. I'm not going to go into it publicly. <laughs> I'm hissing though. Woosa. Woosa. What do you always say to me, Jeff, when I get angry? Tranquilo. Tranquilo. He's like, you got to calm down. Tranquilo. Calm down. Calm get down. Get a cookie. Get a cookie. You know, Get a, get a glass of wine and just tranquila. What do you think are like, you know, like I'm a big action step person. I know when you're upset, I just need to immediately apologize and be like, you know what? I was wrong. If I admit the guilt, you automatically, because I think you're used to in your family, like everyone's hot-headed Italians. People in your family, you guys argue and like, I'll be sitting at dinner going, guys, everybody's wrong in this situation. Just agree to disagree. But in my family, we're like, okay, you know what? Right, whatever. I'm sorry. Are you, are we good? Are we moving on? And so I think I know to diffuse the situation with you. I mean, I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay. You know what? I was wrong. I was wrong. Do you want to get a snack? Do you want me to tickle your dick? And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, it'd be actually all those things sound real great. That's how I know to diffuse the situation with you. What, what would you do for me? Like, what do you think are like my hot buttons? If I'm upset about something you've done, what are the steps you take to calm me down? Oh, basically just harass you until, <laughs> until you giggle. <laughs> Harass you till you giggle. No, that's you know, really what you give do. You, give you a glass of wine, a cookie, oh. you know, tell you you're being a, a cold crazy, drink. Tell you you're being a crazy bitch and smack you on the ass. You know, yeah. that, that kind of stuff. That, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah, you just know, you're like, if I just act as goofy as possible and I don't take whatever she's upset about seriously, she will break. I'm, I'm an easy breaker. Four minutes. We've never gone to bed mad at each other. No, we made a resolution not to. So my mom told me she did say one thing in her marriage. She's like, never go to bed angry. It's cliche, but it works. It does work. Honey, you're just staring at me. Uh, this is a two-way podcast. You wanted to come on. Do you want to wrap it up? Are you done? No, no. I thought we were going to get to the absolutely not line. Are we not doing that? <laughs> you wanted to answer voicemails? That takes like 65 hours to do. Oh, I, I don't know. You know, some... Some weeks you do voicemail, some weeks you don't. I didn't know if this was one of those weeks or not. You know what? This is what we'll do. Why don't we answer, we'll answer two voicemails and this will be a long episode. We've already drug on for hour over fucking long. People are probably sick of us talking. We, this is already over an hour, but we will go and we'll do, how about two voicemails? Okay? Game on. Okay. Let's get to the voicemail line. This fucker, I swear to God, I'm so sorry, y'all. I'll never bring him on the podcast again. Heather, this is my second absolutely not of the day. 
I am sick and tired of hearing about these fuckboys continuously messing with a group of people in your work area and just ruining all of their lives and like completely having to hear about him all the fucking time. Absolutely fucking not to that, especially when you might have had sex with him before. That is an absolutely not too. I'm over him. It's nothing. I just don't want to hear about it. So absolutely fucking not to fuck boys and man sluts because I don't think they get enough. Absolutely not. And yeah, that's all I got to say to you. I love you. You're my bitch for life. You don't know me, but I love you. And that's all I got. This voicemail is incredible. So I just need to figure out exactly what's happening. I believe you said that you're having to deal with a fuckboy at your work and the fuckboy at your work has fucked everyone in the office. One, who is this guy? I'll take him out of the Achilles. Two, Jeff, how would you handle a situation? You're fucking everybody in an office. Guys got a pair of balls because, you know, that old saying, don't shit where you eat, you definitely don't want to run into the girl that you slept with last night with the other girl that you slept with the night before at the water cooler. So you're setting yourself up for failure by sleeping around the entire office with everybody. Maybe if you were a little more selective, you know, you're not going to start a forest fire, but you know, you basically just took a box of matches and threw it next to some gasoline and you're like, let's see what happens. I mean, and we're zooming right now too. Like, I don't know if you're working in an office or if you're working from home, but also if this guy somehow is fucking everyone in the office and you're working from home, he thought he was going to fucking get away with it. Is he making house visits? He's making house calls, brah. Wow. What is this guy's name? Let me guess. Like Slick Ricky. Okay. No, I know exactly what Definitely his name is. Definitely like a Travis. Trav. No, it's Travis or like, like a Steven. This is a Steven move. Steven's like, hey, hey, what's up, Heather? Here's the deal. Like, you look so pretty on Zoom the other day. I, was I got locked out of like my Excel account and like I can't get into my, my Microsoft office suite. So like if I could just come over and use yours. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh my God, what happened? I just tripped on my way in and my, my dick fell off. How'd my dick get out? <laughs> Do you like it? Hey, do you like it? Also, will you put it in your mouth? I would just scream, no, Steven, I won't. But here's the problem. You didn't do that because you clearly put Steven's dick in your mouth and you don't want to talk about it anymore. From a woman's perspective, I think you need to make a truce or a pack with the other girls in the office and say, listen, we all fuck Steven. Everybody go get an We're STD check. We're locking this up until Steven gets his act together. Also, fuck Steven. You guys are all working at where? I don't know. MapQuest? What? This guy? Guys, the only person you should be trying to fuck is, is the, the CEO. The guy who owns MapQuest. Yeah. Find the guy who owns MapQuest. You know, jiggle his balls a little bit. That's the person you need to be fucking with. Don't fuck with Steven, the new, you know, the guy who's like in sales. It's always a sales guy. It's always a fucking sales guy at the convention. He's like, what's up? And I'm Steven. I do CrossFit. And I sell software equipment for MapQuest. Oh, you didn't know MapQuest was still a thing? Well, guess what? We're coming back with a vengeance, baby. It's a penny stock right now. But if you, you get enough people to buy it, you know, it'll be a Fortune 500 before you know it. Fuck yeah. You just need to get with your girls. Be like, absolutely fucking not. We're not dealing with Steven. Also, why do we work at MapQuest? This is a terrible second startup. And then burn the place down and walk away. What do you feel about that? This is like a female workaholics just waiting to happen. Oh, fuck. You know what? Great. Another show I'm going to try and sell. Female workaholics. Yeah. This is the first episode right here. Right here. Fuck boy. 
You know, also, can I tell you, this is so random, but Fuckboy made me think of Starboy, which made me think of the weekend's performance at the Super Bowl. You know what? He's a very talented artist. I think the number one thing I didn't like about the performance were his gloves were too big. Was he like trying to channel Michael Jackson? Like, I didn't I didn't understand. I didn't really either. And I thought it was weird, but his gloves that he had on were so big. It looked clownish the whole time. I couldn't take him seriously because the gloves were too loose. And then he's got the people in the bandages and, you know, the, the facial surgery. And it's like, are you trying to be Michael Jackson? Like, that's not exactly somebody you should probably try to. Try to emulate. Emulating. Yeah. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Also, listen, there's clearly a sexist thing, but until, you know, he got to wear the same outfit, there were no outfit changes. Then you got fucking Shakira, J-Lo, and like Beyonce, and the the, the shit that women have to deal with. We don't come out in 17 different cat suits. People are like, this was fucking boring. Yeah, call me when you, you know, have layered thongs on weekend. I'm a motherfucking fuck boy. I wasn't into it. Listen, ladies, if you're at the office, you tell them you guys all gang up on Steven. Don't gang bang him, but gang up on him. Let's get to the next voicemail. The craziest shit has been happening to me. First of all, I just got out of a four-year relationship with my boyfriend who we were living together and I found out he's gay. And now I have the secret that he's going about his normal life and I have to live with the fact that he's gay. Besides the point, um, that's just one trauma. The second trauma, literally, is that I just had a guy over for the first date since I broke up with my gay ex-boyfriend. I just bought us fucking pizza, which was red flag number one. Number two, we come back home from picking up the fucking pizza. And he's like, oh, my friend crashed in a ditch. I have to go. And I'm like, okay. Obviously, knowing he's lying. A lot of things were going well, but he fucking bounces. Um, I fucking get on Instagram. And I see this girl that I follow fucking we'll call her Kristen Kristen wants to post she captions the real truth and her foot's cut up and he's in the video on her Instagram story putting a band-aid on her foot so you want to know what the fuck I did I fucking texted him and said if you're gonna leave with another girl number one at least make up a believable lie and number two don't have bitches posted on Instagram for me to see because I'm the last person who gives a fuck Absolutely not. And here, here is to 2021 and us bitches calling men the fuck out. Bye, Heather. Love ya. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Listen, sister friend, you've had a very hard go of it. You lived with your boyfriend for four years and then you found out he was gay. I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad he's able to live his truth. Do I think he should have told you earlier? Absolutely. Again, somebody's going to chime in and argue. Well, it's, That's, you know, they had to come out when they had to come out. But I'm just like, listen, I have a dear friend right now who who has been with a guy that I set her up with. And he is 100% for sure a gay man. And I don't know what to do. Like, I was just kind of like, yeah, he's cute, whatever. And then, of course, all my gay friends were like, oh, you know, Mark's gay. And I was like, oh, I didn't know he was gay. And now he's been dating my friend. I've tried to find ways to tell her. I don't know what else to do. I'm like, maybe he's probably been clear with her. Maybe he's bi. I feel like I'm in a situation, I'm in a pickle because they may get engaged and I don't know what else I can do. I've tried to be the right friend. I've tried to be honest, but I also am like, it's not my place to say anything. 
you know, all of our friends now. Jeff, you know what I'm talking about. It's just, what do I do? What do I do? I can only be supportive and be nice. But in your situation, like, I can only imagine how fucking pissed you are. It is what it is. These are tricky conversations. It's a tricky conversation, but, you know, you've got to be appreciative of the fact and look at it both ways in the sense that, you know, he came out to you and, you know, it took some bravery to do that. And, Absolutely. You know, did you really want to be in a relationship with somebody who was living a lie? Right. You know, he needs to do his best for him. You need to do his best for you. Unfortunately, it seems like that's not going to be with each other. And, you know, you're both going to move on and then go your separate ways and be happy. So, yeah, it sucks right now. But in the long term and you take the long term view of it, you're both going to be much happier. Yeah. And listen, it's a learning experience. You got to take this as a learning experience. And then, hey, what I would do is take like, say, you know, your ex, Mark, I'd say, yo, Mark. I need you to screen these other guys. You know what I mean? If he's batting for that team, you need him on your team. Be like, listen, honey, I know you're gay. It is what it is, but I need you to now find me a boo. That's the one fucking thing he could do is find you a boo. Do you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, hey, Mark, Mark, find me a boo. Now let's discuss this though. So you're trying to get back on the wagon. You're getting out. You got your first date. And this fucker, this other guy, who you're trying to tell is getting a group back, has the audacity to tell you he has to go because his friend fell in a ditch? And you picked up his pizza, no less? You picked up his fucking pizza. Jeff and I have already discussed that pizza is a very personal thing to us. Every pizza is a personal pizza because guess what? If you try hard enough, it can be. It can be. Okay, what do you think about this situation? You think using, oh, my friend was in a ditch? I think that that is a hella lame excuse. It just screams you didn't know what to say in desperation. And I mean, I couldn't even with a straight face tell you something like that. If, you know, I would rather just flat out tell you, be like, hey, you know, this isn't going the way it is. I got to go. There's somebody else I've been seeing and I need to go. You know, they're texting me. Anything would have been better than my friend is in a ditch and I need to go help him. Where do you live? Alaska? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, what are you on the side of, you know, Yosemite National Park? Now, granted, the rest of the story is you said that then a girl that you happen to know, because guys fucking forget, women know everyone and everything. This is what a lot of these fuck boys don't realize. Listen, you're like, yo, I'm talking to another girl named Melissa. I know Melissa. She lives eight counties over. I know her. We once hung out at a pep rally in junior high, and I remember that bitch. Do you know what I'm saying? These guys are so stupid. Of course, you know the other girl and you follow her on Instagram. And then he wanted to post or she posted well, the photo. Let's put it this way. If, if he thinks it's a viable excuse to tell you that he needs to leave because somebody fell, fell into in a, a ditch, ditch. he ain't worth it. The chances are <laughs> that you live in a very small town yeah. and the community and everybody knows everybody. So he's an especially huge fucking idiot. Out of my heart. I don't want you to get discouraged. I understand you're in a frustrated position because you probably don't trust men. And and rightfully so. You're like, okay, I was with this guy who, you know, wasn't sexually into me in, in whatever way. And again, I don't want to speak on anyone's sexuality, but he clearly is like, yo, I'm into dudes. All right, it is what it is. You know, point blank, period. And then you got this other guy who lied to you and said, oh, I got to get a bitch from a ditch. He ate your pizza and then he went and bandaged up some other bitch. Some other bitch's foot. This is what I would do. I think the way we can twist this and make this a positive, obviously this other guy's a fuck boy who, you know, helped the Karen in the ditch. But I think you need to call your ex and be like, listen, all right, we were together for years. You know me in and out. Fine. You're doing your thing. I need you to find me some dick. I need you I need you to go ahead and I need you to screen my bumble or whatever and find me some D. I think that's an actual like 
good suggestion. No? Yeah. It's it's a way to repair a damaged relationship. Yeah. And I'm sure you two can still find a way to be friends going forward. So it could be the start of a beautiful friendship. Yeah. And I think if he's got your back, like if he's, you know, knows what to look for in dudes, he's going to find you a good guy. I think you just need to reach out to him. And, and maybe this could be a win-win for both. You know, I mean, listen, it's a very sensitive subject to try and navigate. But I'll tell you, the guy, the pizza boy, the fucking pizza fuck boy in the ditch. Absolutely not. Three strikes, you're out. Send his ass and that girl a Hawaiian pizza and tell them to both go fuck themselves. Oh, but I like Hawaiian. You would never eat Hawaiian. I mean. Yes, you would, Jeff. All pizza is pizza, but at the end of the day, Hawaiian is definitely at the bottom of the totem pole. No, I, I love it. And I hate fucking people who try and shame people for eating Hawaiian pizza. Three things I love. Ham, cheese, pineapple. Together, great combination. If you drop off a Hawaiian pizza at my house, I'm not going to go, get the fuck out of here. It's Hawaiian. That's such a New Yorker thing. We don't eat Hawaiian. Guess what? If you were in Hawaii and you wanted pizza and they gave you Hawaiian pizza, you'd fucking scarf it down. I don't want to hear it. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. It's your girl, Danielle, from Phoenix, Arizona. I was calling because a while ago on the podcast, you talked about men and salesmanship of cars. And I cannot agree more. I went in to buy my car with my own money. And I brought my man with me. At the time, did not have a ring on my finger. And all they did was talk to him. And then when I go to sign the papers for my car, they go, oh, is your husband signing for you? Like, bitch, no, I make the money in this relationship. I'm buying this car. I cannot. That is my absolutely not for today. Well, love and light. Bye. Sis, I feel you. You know, I was really on a wild rampage when I had to go through the dealership process of trying to purchase a vehicle and the misogyny that was in it. Okay, well, is your husband going to come test drive? No, the fuck he's not, because this is my whip, boo-boo. And Jeff had to deal with me. And Jeff, you saw it firsthand, the misogyny. I ended up find, finding a great guy at Audi at Jamela. Shout out to Jorge, my, my boy. His wife listens to the podcast. Shout out to her as well. There were some salesmen before Jorge that I basically had to tell them, like, bro, I am not buying this car. So don't focus on me. It was insane the way that we were treated differently. Absolutely not to misogyny. Absolutely not to the bullshit that we have to deal with. You know, I think that now Jeff and I are together all the time. You're you are very supportive of everything I do. And you're like, you know, Heather, you are a woman. I am. You can hear me roar. I roar. You roar. We all roar. But it is interesting. Do you kind of see, honey, now, like some of the shit that we have to deal with? Even like when I'm dealing with like business shit and these guys fucking talk to me like I'm a fucking idiot because they're like, okay, well, she's a talent. We're just going to like pull one over her. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I started from the bottom. Now we're here in my mom's house thriving, sort of. It's bullshit. You have no idea how lucky you have it, Jeff. Yeah, I do have very lucky. You know, I'm not going to say that I don't. Also, at the same time, though, but that's like, you know, I love when people do that to you and they're like, oh, you know, try to pull one over on you. And it's like, you don't realize, like, I'm going to look at it. Ashley's going to look at it. Yeah. And you're going to look at it. So between the three of us, like, we're going to find your bullshit. We are going to find your bullshit. But it's the day to day. It's like the brazenness of people, of dudes talking down. I've said this and I'll say it again. Ladies, I want you to hear. This is a love episode. Jeff and I are really airing our dirty laundry, which I guess it should have been more of like a romantic episode because it's coming out Valentine's week. But let me tell you this right fucking now. 
I've said this and I will take this to my grave. My biggest pet peeve in the world is when you go to reach out to a straight dude's hand and they bring you back this clammy oh, baby lim- back. The, the, the limp fish. Baby back bitch. Little clam, little oyster shell of a handshake. I immediately will not do business with you and have lost respect. Now we are in COVID. So I understand people are doing that awkward, like fist bump or the elbow bump. Like, just be like, can we get rid of the elbow bump? Get rid of the Listen, elbow bump. I understand you're worried about germs. Give me the, give me the fist bump. The elbow bump just seems like, you know, like you're having like a muscle spasm or something. <laughs> and you're just, you're doing the chicken wing. I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Honestly. And I don't even want the, the hand bump. Just shake my hands and we'll all wash our hands immediately after. Shake it. Everybody has Lysol. Everybody has hand sanitizer. I, I'm sorry. I, I am so anxious to get back to being able to touch other humans. I'm ready to French kiss. I'm ready to walk into Bank of America for, I don't know, some more checks and just uh, like a teller. I'm ready. We don't like Bank of America. We don't actually. We don't. <laughs> I always use Bank of America as like a corporate example. I'm always like, okay, if you had a job at a corporate gig, like, you know, Bank of America. I actually use Chase. Shout out to Chase Bank. Bank of America really dicked me over once. They've dicked everybody over once. Honestly, Bank of America, they are trying to nickel and fucking dime us. When I didn't have three pennies to rub together, they would tell me I owed six. And I was like, yeah, I probably do. Quit calling, assholes. I want to be able to go into places like, I don't know, say, give me Jiffy Lube. And I want the guy to look me in my eyes, shake my hand like a real man. We will then immediately go and sanitize. At least give you the respect of explaining things to you in the technical terms. And then it's up to you to tell him like, hey, either I know exactly what you're talking about or this isn't my language. Just do what you have to do and give me the bill. Yeah. Don't say, where's your husband? I'll tell you where my husband is. Stomping around our house, bitching like Larry David eating meatballs. Okay. I'm at Jiffy Lube right now trying to fix the problem. And you want to ask me for my husband? Forgot about it. I'm not doing it. Although, will I get in my car and immediately call Jeff and be like, am I getting swindled? For sure. And that's why we make a great team. But you always set me up for success by saying, babe, go in there. Give him a firm handshake and tell him to go fuck themselves. That's it. That's it. Act like you own the place. Act like you own it. Pretend like you know what a carburetor is. And I do. Fake it till you make it. That's on God. Okay, these voicemails are fun. Let's do some more. Hey, girls. This is Lindsay and Allie from St. Simon's, Georgia. So I have an absolutely yes for an absolutely not. It's definitely an absolutely Absolutely yes. yes. Okay, Absolutely. absolutely yes to hooking up with my landlord to extend our lease. And it worked. So absolutely yes to that. Love you. Um, always listen to your podcast. Love you should. Thank you for everything. You make our car ride so much better. Bye, girl. That's what I'm talking about, girls. First of all, shout out to St. Simon Islands. If you've ever been to St. Simon's, it's fucking rowdy. I stayed at the King and Prince at St. Simon. That's what's up, Gucci gang. I have a real estate professional in the in the studio right now. Honey, what do you think about my girl sleeping with her landlord to get an extension? Couldn't you just ask for an extension? Girls, <laughs> I, I, I've got to be the bearer of bad news here. What? Um, uh, you know, love the initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully he wasn't a skis ball about it. Yeah. And, you know, you did this willingly and consensually. Mm. Um, but there's this little thing called COVID going around. <laughs> and um, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, like I said. But unfortunately, you know, there's an eviction moratorium. 
pretty much guaranteed to be able to stay in your apartment until at least September of this year. So I don't oh. know what kind of, you know, lease extension you, you got <laughs> or if this was, you know, a wasted hookup. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. You had some fun. Yeah. If you came, it was worth it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it was necessary. So hopefully, you know, it was fun and you got what you were looking for. But maybe legally there was a loophole. There was definitely alternative ways to stay in your apartment. You didn't need to go to this. Now, we don't actually know that. Was it because they couldn't pay their bill? We've hit on hard times. If so, send me a GoFundMe and we'll, we'll make sure you can pay your rent. No, 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 no. They didn't say they had any trouble. They were looking for a lease renewal. An extension. So, an extension. So basically, what I'm saying, though, is that mm -hmm. if you just decided for the hell of it, just stay even without an extension, mm. there's nothing they could legally really do until about September to get you out of there anyway. So you might have sucked dick just to suck yeah. it. I'm not <laughs> advising, you know, not paying rent or basically squatting. Nobody's uh -huh. suggesting any of that. But I'm just saying that, you know, before you go to desperate measures yeah. to, to try and get a renewal. There were other alternatives <laughs> before you got. There. I feel like girls, there could have been a light Google search or a light, maybe just like look, look at your lease. But here's the thing. If you did what you had to do to get done, what you needed to get done and you did it and you took the power back. Fuck. Yeah. Hell yeah. I hope he was hot. Now I got to be honest with you. The only landlords I've ever had. And I just think this is like, it's like a Greek thing. I've always been like older Greek men and like like Mr. Papadopoulos. You know what I mean? But like the best ever. And he's like so sweet. And he always like brings your packages in. And you're like, Mr. Papadopoulos, I love living in your building. Nothing is ever fixed. But like, you know, like you get really good sweet pastries. I love a fucking baklava and Greek pastries. But if I, like if that was the case, if I was like, yo, Mr. Papadopoulos, let me suck your dick for an extension. Honestly, still more power to me. This is a podcast all about women and th that we are taking back the power. Do you hear me, Jeff? Also, next time, just uh, do a light little Zillow search or something. Yeah. You, you, may, <laughs> you may avoid having to sleep with your landlord because yeah. there's plenty of places out there. There are. But if you, I feel like she had a little like zest, a little pep in her step. She was giggling. I, I think it was fun. I'm all about doing things for the story. So this is this is great. Can I tell you, Jeff and I have been watching so many of these like old TV shows, old movies, period pieces, if you will. You know, we just finished Peaky Blinders. We just watched Outlaw King with Chris Pines and he plays Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce, who became the king of Scotland, yada, yada, yada. And basically, ladies, we have been sold off, married off. Like in order to make truces between countries, the youngest daughter was sold off. It's some bullshit. I literally was watching this movie today going, are you fucking kidding me? So if my dad wants to make a truce with the other HOA guy down the street, he would sell me the fuck off to his son. I'm still waiting for my dowry of meatballs. I know. <laughs> Sorry, you haven't got a dowry, I'm still babe. waiting. Not one meatball. There were 5,000 promised. So listen, in the most feminist way possible, if you're claiming the power of the pussy and you're doing what you got to do and you're doing it in a safe, smart way, you do you, bitch. Because guess what? If this was 100 years before, you could have been sold to your landlord for that extension. But instead, you just gave a quick hand job and you're staying until September. And that's my girls. Let's take one last voicemail. Hey, Heather, it's Corinne from New Jersey. Thought it was so funny last week when you were talking about Jeff's poster. So I told my mom about it and she said, wait a minute, you mean like the poster grandma and grandpa have in the garage? Uh, so <laughs> you are right. Every Goomba in New Jersey has this poster, <laughs> which is too damn funny. Speaking of them and older generations not drinking water, they are 95 and 86. God bless them. And the only liquid they consume are decaf coffee and Diet Coke. 
So us millennials are bamboozled because we're told if we don't drink a gallon of water a day, we will die. Love and light. Can't wait to see you on tour and happy you're on the men's and the Ronas. Bye. Okay, Jeff hasn't listened to last week's episode yet, so he's going to know right now that I threw him under the bus. As usual. I basically put it out to the audience that you have this sacred Frank Sinatra poster. And honey, you act like that this is like a like a relic. No, 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 no. Nobody ever acted like this was a one-off. I am very well aware of the fact that this is a mass-produced photo and one of the most famous photos in history. I happen to just really enjoy it. I never said it was unique. I never said it was anything other than the fact that it's pretty cool. Okay, pretty cool. Pretty cool, by pretty cool. One of my listeners said that she went to her grandparents' house in New Jersey and they have it in the garage. Sounds like the grandparents are badasses. Also, what is it with that generation? I completely understand what you're saying. Your grandparents only drink Diet Coke and decaf coffee. Again, I really hate to keep bringing up the fact that I keep watching all these period piece shows, but nobody drank water. I think that this is a bigger marketing scheme. Maybe the Illuminati's doing it because they know we're going to run out of water, but they keep telling us to drink so much water, even though they already know we're low on clean water. So what's the fucking full circle? Like, what's the deeper conspiracy theory meaning? Because we could probably be getting away with just drinking like, I don't know, coffee, Diet Coke, a little brandy, and or do it like Peaky Blinders and just drink whiskey. Or you could just do the Robin McMahon and drink nothing but coffee and wine. That's all she drinks. She drinks black coffee in the morning and she starts drinking red wine at, I'd say, what time? 3.30? Yeah. Easy. She's she's going to last longer than all of us because she is fermented. Fully fermented, fully pickled. I don't understand. I'm thirsty. I have just gone through it. How many ounces is this? What would you say? It's like 12 ounces? Probably 16. 16 ounces. I've gone through six Yetis today. 16 ounces. My back teeth are singing anchors away. I got to pee so bad right now. And guess what? My, my mouth... Still a little sticky. So I don't know what the fuck to do because everybody else is living off Marlboro cigarettes and I don't know, like a glass of Montenegro and I'm over here hydrating the fuck out of it. And I still got a headache. Do you know what Jeff drank like pretty much consistently when we first started dating? Diet Snapple. You used to love Diet Snapple. Uh, a Westchester, New York kid where Snapple's from. Yeah, if you're fucking right. I drank Snapple. He'd always, he would go down to the bodega. He'd get a bacon, egg, and cheese, salt and pepper. There's one Snapple you drink, though. There's, there's one. Diet peach. Uh, no. Diet raspberry. Diet raspberry. You also, I love the diet peach. The diet peach is good, but in the hierarchy of Snapples, diet raspberries at the top. No, I go diet peach because then you get your bacon, egg, and cheese, no. salt and pepper, ketchup. Actually, if you go, if you go to the hierarchy of Snapples, a lot of people in this podcast won't know what Snapple is, but if you're from the Northeast, Everybody knows you what know a Snapple. Snapple is, Jeff. Anyway, the hierarchy is the fruit punch, the regular, the one loaded with like 70 grams of sugar, the fruit punch that's... At the at the very the mountaintop of Snapple. We used to also get, they were by Arizona Tea, those Arnold Palmer's. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. But we get the light ones. And I used to mix like vodka with those when we first started dating. And you're like, you know, the aspartame is probably okay for me. It's not going to kill me. And then you find out later on. like you It know, did. It yeah. killed, well, it killed my father. He wouldn't drink Diet Snapple, but my dad 100% was murdered by Coca-Cola. Like, I'm just letting y'all know the man drank, what would you say? 12 Diet Cokes a day, caffeine-free. Kyle used to have a running joke, and it was a dad joke, and it was funny, and we all got a giggle out of it. I told it on the podcast yeah, last week. Did you? I did. I yeah. did. You should maybe listen to my podcast. I haven't, I haven't listened <laughs> to last week yet. It's the only one I haven't listened Honestly, to. honey, you, you are very supportive, and you do listen, but Ashley and Robin are like, what do you mean? My girlfriends are calling me saying you a bitching about something. What are you talking about? I'm like, mom, maybe support the podcast. 
it's keeping our lights on right now. Yeah. So Heather mentioned it last week, but no. Or maybe I didn't. Just re-say it. Oh, well, Kyle had a dad joke where he said basically to every waiter that we ever came across at any restaurant, whether it be like the Waffle House or like a five-star dining establishment. Yeah. Your tip solely depends on how full my Diet Coke glass is. So Kyle drank rivers full of Diet Coke. Yeah, I mean, he had his own solo cup, his Georgia Tech memorabilia cup behind the bar at our country club. And he didn't drink. Another thing, that's a really cute thing too. You know, I was bitching about how like when we first started dating, I was like, you don't drink enough. But my dad didn't really drink. So it's nice. It's like we have men who are in control. There's nothing worse than going out with some of my girlfriend's husbands and they're like in their 40s and they're still like, slob kebabs, you know? I have nights where I could really tie one on, but that's a, that is a thing that- it's a blue, it's once in a blue moon. I willingly choose to do that. I like that you're an old man. I mean, yeah, if we're we're on like Mexico or whatever, we're living our truth, you were very content with just like having a couple of drinks and chilling. That's a good thing. We don't on this podcast promote just full-blown, you know- overindulgence. Actually, probably with snacks, I do. But like, yeah, if you're going out and you're having a good time, you're having a good time. I'll obviously be responsible. No, what dad used to say to waiters, he would say, do you know why I drink Diet Coke? And they'd go, no, sir, why? And he goes, because I'm fat and I'm thirsty. And then he would have the heartiest laugh to himself. (laughs) And then the server would be so uncomfortable. And then he'd go, hey, Toots, uh, your tip is solely based on the fact that uh, this, this cup stays full with the Diet Coke. Okay, I just made him Italian and he's not. My dad would be like, hey, toots. Uh, no, he wouldn't say toots. He'd be like, hey, sweetheart, uh, your tip is solely based on the fact that this Dat Coke stays full. So that's what's up. I'm fat and I'm thirsty. That's what's up. Kyle McMahon. <laughs> and then he'd like shoot a fake gun at them, be like, pow, pow, running for governor. And then he died. So. <laughs> <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? Papa, can you hear me? I miss him. His birthday's coming up. He is the first day of Pisces. And I think maybe that's truly, let's bring this full circle. I think that's maybe why I'm a little razzmatazz shucking up right now. I feel a little stir crazy. We're coming into Pisces season. And that's always a season where I feel like I should thrive. I'm making good decisions. And I feel like I'm spinning my wheels right now and I'm not making the best decisions or I'm not moving in the right direction. So I need to just refocus. Honey, how do you feel? You're now about to take on a new career. What are you thinking you know, you come down to Atlanta, you took a big leap of faith with the sense that you left your job behind in New York. What are you, what are you feeling? Do you, do you feel any anxiety or what are your goals for this year? You don't have to say like your personal business, but you know what I mean? I feel a little, little, little anxious about the move and everything. You know, things are uncertain, obviously. We're two badasses and we're going to figure it out. And I'm not worried about anything. And you're not a fuck boy. I mean, you will fuck. But you're not a fuck boy. No. You're a fuck man. Laying it down. (laughs) Laying that dick down like a real man. Oh, say it with your chest. That's a Kevin Hart quote. That's a Kevin Hart quote. And (sighs) I'm very upset that I just said that. I mean, I like Kevin Hart. I'm just like, I didn't expect it. See, here's the thing. Jeff and I have our little jokes. Like we watch our things that are just like, dude, like did things like the barstool things. And I know them. So I say them because they bring him joy. I like to giggle. You do like to giggle. And that's what it's about. And if you're in a relationship right now and you are you need a little bit of advice, this is all I can say. We've only been married like a month and a half, but we've been together since the dawn of time. You know, if they don't drink a lot, that's a good thing. And if you giggle, that's what it's all about. And listen, if you don't have hot water and you can't shower for a week, get a wet wipe and just figure it out. A whore's bath is a whore's bath. And, and, and that's what Jeff and I are living on. They've been effective since the dawn of time. They will continue to be effective. You and your spouse can survive, you know, a couple days without hot water. You can still bump uglies because I'm telling you, if you ever watched an episode of Game of Thrones, you know they 
did not bathe for months on end and still fucked hard. Laid it down. Laid that dick down. So also want to give a roundabout shout out to the girl who fucked her landlord because I just can't get over that. Good for you. Listen, ladies, we are all in this together. Jeff, thanks for coming on the podcast. I love you. And I think I will touch your penis later. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. It's getting hot. It's getting horny. We're going to get off the podcast. We did a couple more voicemails than I expected and I'm into it. Thank you guys for calling in. Also, we have some exciting guests coming up. I wanted to just bring this stallion on because, well, you know what? Y'all y'all asked about it. You're like, we need to hear about Jeff and how he's doing and he's made it. He's here. He's an AT alien. I love each and every one of you. As always, remember, you can call into the hotline. The number is 800-213-7503. Again, call into the absolutely not line. I love you. I miss you. Say it. Say Chabella. Chabella. We are Penn State. Bye. Okay. Arrivederci. Ole Miss. Howdy toddy. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.